darlings. Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies, and welcome. Once again, you are checking into the Horror Motel. <laughs> here at the Horror Motel, we like to bring you the best, the worst, the most delicious, the most delectable, and the most exciting things. And I'm including my co-host, Alison June Smith in that. Hello, Alison. <laughs> now, that was a surprise. I didn't know you were going to throw me in there. Thank you so much. Uh, oh, my love. How are you this week? I'm good. I'm really good. Yes, I'm very well. Um, kind of been running around a lot lately. Uh, I've just been to see um, The Return of the Jedi. Uh, I was at the Star Wars convention a few weeks ago. and uh, uh, Return of the Jedi has been re-released at the cinema uh, for 40th anniversary. Can you believe 40, 40 years? Obviously, you weren't there because you're far too young to have got to see I'm that. so young. I'm 21 years old. <laughs> So, you know, I missed it, but oh my gosh, how fun was that? that it's was so cool, crazy. isn't it? It's what it's what's weird about it is I really I don't think I saw Star Wars at the cinema. I think I was slightly too young. The same with Greece, I didn't see, but in I've re jigged my memories to think that I did. I have a fe I have a feeling maybe I saw Star Wars at the cinema re-released just before Empire Strikes Back. So I certainly saw Empire Strikes Back at the cinema. I I must have seen it, I, I, I retconned or in real world seen it before because I would have, otherwise I would have not seen Star Wars until it was on TV, which was probably the mid 80s, I guess. So, um, but I still really remember going to see Return of the Jedi because you were very weird, uh, weird, aware that it was going to be the last movie. <laughs> and it was really sad because it was like, oh, I can't believe it's going to be another Star Wars movie. <laughs> Look what happened. Um, never expected, you know, there'd be another six movies and the TV shows that are just, you know, which can be as spectacular as the, as the films, particularly looking at Boba Fett and Obi-Wan and... Um, you know, some of those episodes feel like a lost Star Wars movies from the 80s. That The one where they, they've CGI'd uh, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker to look like he is in Return of the Jedi is mind-blowing to me. Absolutely mind-blowing. So, uh, yeah, it's just made me think about, gosh, you never... Th revive Sometimes revivals can go really well. I know it's had a bit of a potted history with Star Wars, but, like, I never thought Doctor Who would come back after it finished in 89 to come back in... Two th 18 years ago now, in 2005. Eight the revival has been going 18 years. That's... In the old series, that's to the end of Tom Baker. That's the first four Doctors in the, um, in the original run of the show. Because uh, Tom Baker was there for seven years, he was there for a long time. Everybody else, everybody else. Tom Baker, that. don't get started. He is one of my all-time crushes as well. Oh wow! Yeah, to me, he yeah. you know he always will be and always is the Doctor to me. I love them all. Yeah. But I love them all. But Tom Baker to me, I I was the right. I was four years old when Tom started. So, you know, to me, he and I'm that curly you know, shaggy hair. Yes. Ah, come on. Exactly, and I'm. And God bless him, he's still going. I think he's just turned 90, I think. Well, he just had a birthday. I can't remember what birthday he had. Uh, but it's quite a big birthday, I think. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, I just can't cope because we're losing so many iconic people, haven't we? Uh, with Dave Medna and Jerry Springer and uh, and obviously Lily, Paul O'Grady, a few weeks ago. Um, it's been quite uh, I'm a bit nervous <laughs> every time I go on Twitter now. I go, oh, my God, please don't know me, Don Baker, especially in the um, 60th anniversary years. So I know um, hey, Tom, you're yeah, hot as ever, Tom. Tom. Hot yes. as ever. Yeah. Amazing. I've met him a few times. I've got, you know, I've, I've, I even the first time I ever met him actually, I stopped him on the street. I think on the Strand, 
I was working at the Adelphi Theatre at the time, and I think he must have done a signing at the stamp shop, which is a sci-fi shop on the Strand in London. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. It's just gone in the pandemic, I think. And it could have gone horribly wrong. I think it was... I had a script with me because I was about about to start a show, Um, but I was working uh, in the wig department at the Adelphi. And, yeah, I don't know what possessed me, but sometimes, you know... It's funny, isn't it? I've met a lot of famous people. I've worked with a lot of famous people. That doesn't throw me, but anybody from, say, Doctor Who, anyone from my childhood, that I have to really keep a lid on it <laughs> to kind of go. I, yeah. I'm a professional. Uh, I know I'm a, you know, I'm, I am a fan as well. But like, uh, but I am a pro, and I kind of have to like, not fangirl out too much. But inside my head, you know, it's just there's just a few people. Who would you who would you kind of fangirl out over? Do you think, Alison? Oh, Robert England, for sure. Like, oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. I'd lose my shit if I saw him for real. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you were so many of my child, like, adolescent memories, childhood memories. I just, I loved him from from V, like we've talked all yes. the way up, and all the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, my God, I love him. And cameos and other horror movies. Yeah, those are cameos. Yeah, I just realized he's in quite a few of the Lake Placid, which we reviewed a few weeks ago, sequels. <laughs> I did not know that. I sat down and watched all the trailers. <laughs> that was like fascinating. Like, Robert I Robert Englund. Yeah. Robert, with an eye patch. And I was like, he must have lost the eye in the previous movie. Um, but because he's got, uh, I really want to see uh, Lake Placid versus uh, uh, Anaconda. That looks absolutely hysterical. We will have to do that. We will have to do that. As well. I love a mashup, though. Oh, me too. Me too. Um, I was going to say, I think Robert England for me, is the Vincent Price of my time. That is how I feel about Robert England because he's... Yes, he is. Yes, he is Peter Cushing. He is Vincent Price, Christopher Lee. He is one of those... He, no, definitely. And he's become... Uh, he's kind of become the elder statesman of the... Well, I say modern era because it's 84, isn't it? Like, you know, kind of... V and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was... A, I think it was around... I think maybe V's 83, perhaps. Um, and then 84 of his for Nightmare, isn't it? And it's ever since then. So again, that's, what's that? That's 40 years. 40 years. Um, there should be a there should be a documentary. There should be a documentary about him. There must be one out there somewhere. I'll have to find it. Oh, um, there should be, shouldn't we, there? We should really pitch that to someone because I think that's such a, a such yeah. a good idea. Um, I want to take a step back. We were talking about Star Wars before. Mm. I think Star Wars also is the type of thing, because I was thinking about this the other day. Certain movies, I think you need to see in the theater. There are yes. things I think that needs to be seen in the theater. Mm. Star Wars, definitely to me, the yeah. spectacle, the loveliness of it. But when we think about in the theaters, now have I have I talked with you about the popcorn situation in the UK? Have I discussed that on the no, show before? No, I don't think we have, no. Okay. In, in what respect? So, okay, so the first time I went to see a movie in the UK, and this is for my Canadian and USA listeners, I don't know about other countries, uh, but I was so excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to go see a film. I was like, oh, I'll get my popcorn. Now, Bunny, are you aware that in the States and in Canada, we put melted butter on our freshly popped popcorn? No, I didn't know okay. that. No. So this is very disappointing for all of you who come from the world that I come from. Here in the UK, they just eat dry popcorn. <laughs> dry motherfucking dry popcorn that hasn't even been popped in the theater it's shipped in from somewhere else it's in a big bag and then they ask you do you want sweet or salty so basically it's just dry popcorn 
that they put either sugar or salt on. Oh, if you want to get real wild, you can have sweet and salty. <laughs> in Canada, there are popcorn machines right there that make the popcorn in front of you. You pour hot butter all over the popcorn, so it's hot butter and salt. And then, and then if you want to get real fancy, now we've got flavored powders that you can put on it. Do you want white cheddar? Do you want uh -uh. all dressed? Do you want, you're going to freak out when I say this, ketchup flavor, dill pickle flavor. Mm. I, it's just, uh. yeah, I know. It makes you cringe. Uh. For those of you who are, oh, I, pedos, I mean, come on, white cheddar on. White cheddar. But melted butter on popcorn. So you have never in your life had melted butter on popcorn. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Um because I've never, I've never been to the cinema in America now, I think. Isn't that weird? I've been to America a few times, but I've never been to the cinema. Uh, Theatre, yes, but not the cinema. Um, that sounds amazing. I'm, I'm, it's I, so good. I, I, Apologize on behalf of the nation because that does sound suddenly you make. I have to say I don't really tend to get popcorn very often at a, at a cinema. I'd prefer like a um. If I if I get it at home, it, it's usually got something like the um caramel covering or something like that on it. So it's probably I, yeah I agree. I don't think basic popcorn is um I and I'm a sweet uh I yeah maybe sometimes I like to get a bit crazy and do sweet sweet and sour, but uh it's all too that's it um uh just like me. Uh, <laughs> but it's yeah it's weird i've never thought of that before but it kind of makes perfect sense why wouldn't yeah i don't know why we don't do that yeah i don't know <laughs> i just want you to know that that's why cinema's dying because of a <laughs> do you want sugar on it or salt it's just it's so no i want you to experience one time i'm going to come to your house and make you Proper popcorn, salted, melted butter. Oh my god, it's well, so good. It's so. like we, we were talking about Scream with the the opening scene where uh, Drew Barrymore's making the popcorn in that strange Jiffy Pop. I never knew what that was. Obviously, I knew the name of Jiffy Pop, but I didn't know that's what it was. I thought that was some sort of. Does it make? Do they make like pill like, like Pillsbury Dough Boy type? I, I thought it was those things that you crack open and it's got the dough inside it. I thought that was Jiffy Pop. I don't know why, but it's like a. I remember I had a friend years ago, uh, well, still, uh, Carrie, um, she's, um, we worked together on, uh, in theatre, God, about nearly 20 years ago now, but she works for Disney, the Disney Channel, and I remember in the mid-noughties, she sent me a, a like, an American um, uh, kit of sweets and things like that, so we were talking, because I didn't know what, I'd, I'd never seen a Twinkie in real life, now you can get all these sweet shops, American sweet shops, but I'd never seen a Twinkie, basically a lot of things they referred to in things like Wood and Grease and Friends, I think, so she sent me this like care package of crazy American stuff that was like, what is this, because um, they talk about it on Wood and Grease, and it's, what it, we don't quite understand what this is, and it was very, it was very funny, so it was a lot of those sort of things, but it didn't have Jiffy Bob in there, otherwise I would have known what it was. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel like I've been hard done by now. That's it. Have, I want I want to stiff uh... upper lip attitude. Shut up and enjoy your dry popcorn. Stiff upper lip, everyone. Carry on. Keep up and carry on. No. I've given you popcorn with butter. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take my own butter and just lob it on the top of any popcorn the next time I go then. You gotta and melt it. Please don't put hard butter on top. You gotta melt it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I'm hot enough. That means I can just melt the butter myself. <laughs> you melt my butter. <laughs>
Oh, the best joke I can think of at the time of day. But yes, it's uh, well that yes, okay. I want I want that. I want that. I want maple syrup on my pancakes, and I want uh, butter on my popcorn. I demand it. I'm writing to my local MP. <laughs> Oh gosh. Um so yes, the cinema is a is slightly um bereft for this. I I'm I'm sorry to say in England, I have to say. But uh the film I'm bringing to the Horror Motel this week is something I didn't see in the cinema 10 years ago because it was released in 2013. I can't believe it's been 10 years already because there's quite a long line of films that's followed it. But it's yeah. the the original uh, and I have to say, freaking awesome, The Conjuring. Uh, it's, I can't, I, I will preface this with like, I, I, I think what happened at the time was, one, the trailer, and I watched the trailer after watching the movie, and I'm so glad I did it that way around, because I think if you watch the trailer, it does give away far too much. And I think I remember watching the trailer and going, well, I feel like I've seen the film now. Why should I bother seeing it? And I kind of thought, because it's involving um, the Warrens, um, the, the the real-life couple um, of paranormal um, investigators, that I thought it was going to be a sort of a half-assed remake of Amityville. Uh, and and I'm still not that sure it's, it's, it, it's not that story though is it it's because it's but it, it's certainly yeah. but from the outset i thought oh it's going to be it's going to be a, a loose remake of this why should i bother go and see it and then of course <laughs> there's like so many films that have stacked up in that universe since um and i have seen annabelle i think i watched annabelle but i only watched that for the first time about a year or two ago which so i was very aware of the warrens because of that story and i think i'd watched perhaps the a YouTube video or a documentary talking about the actual doll. So I was very aware of the original doll. And I really enjoyed Annabelle. I think it was great fun. Um, I, but oddly, even though the doll is what people would perceive to be creepier, I find the real life doll that's in the box far creepier. But it's actually quite a a very 60s looking kind of... um, Jemima, oh, clown-like, clown-like, yes. That had that, yeah. That, it's like, got that, IGN, right? Yes. Look, trying to yeah. think, it's because it's kind of not like Jemima in, um, not Blue Peter in Play School here in the UK. Play School. Uh, it's got the long stripy legs, type of thing. But yes, you're right. It's kind of clown-like. It's kind of a, is yeah. it Rosie and Jim. Yeah, it's kind of got. It, it, there's something. I think that's more scary because it's a soft doll. It's not a hard. Yeah. You know, kind of more of a rag, uh, like a rag doll. Yeah, like a rag doll thing. I find that far scarier um, because it's something that looks a lot more friendlier than whether Annabelle (laughs) looks terrifying just by you know just by itself. Um, And strangely, I didn't expect the the beginning of the Conjuring to have a little pre-story of Annabelle. I wasn't expecting her to be in this film. I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. I was thinking, if I put the right film on, <laughs> did, I, did I accidentally yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like watch uh, um, watch Annabelle again? Then, of course, it segues into the story. So the film is set in 1970, a very good year. Um, <laughs> Lorraine and Ed Warren are two paranormal uh, investigators, and they get uh, drawn in and called upon to investigate 
goings on in the house of the Parons. Uh, a husband and wife who've got five girls, which is feels a bit much now, doesn't it? But uh, probably in 1970, it isn't so much. And they've they've experienced some uh, some things going on in the house. Pictures are being knocked off the wall. That people have seen things. Uh, but when the when the Warrens arrive, they realise the situation is a lot worse. And there's a huge history to the house and a very very scary macabre history to the house. Um, so I wasn't. I was going into this game. I wanted to do it because I've never. A lot of my friends, younger friends, love this movie because it's. I think they love when they think of horror. They think of The Conjuring. They think of the, this type of movie. Because I think what was nice about it, I thought I, I, what I wasn't so keen on was the torture porn era that happened with, um, not so much Saw, but um, Hostel and things like that. So I've avo I'd avoided a lot of those. I did eventually see Hostel, and it wasn't half as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and it, But I didn't invest in this modern version of which is kind of still the fashion, isn't it? Maybe it started with Insidious because it's the same uh, director, isn't it? James Wan and the same uh, yeah. as as Megan, which we reviewed um, not so long ago. So uh, I'm so glad I did because the film is brilliant. I was not expecting it. So good. So good. And I can see why it's all happened now because, oh, I see. I really enjoyed Insidious. I thought that was, I thought that was terrifying as well. And I found this utterly terrifying. And I have to confess, Alison, what made it extra terrifying is for some reason the streaming I was watching it on, my internet kept on giving out, so it kept on stopping to reboot, but it kept on stopping to reboot at the most, <laughs> the worst moments, <laughs> for, for an instance, and it's in the trailer if you've not watched the film yet, but it's in the trailer. At one point, this demonic witch character is on top of the uh, wardrobe, the camera pans up, you see on top of the wardrobe. And she leaps off at the tax of the girls in the in the bedroom at night. Um, utterly terrifying. What made it worse was my streaming thing. It it paused just as the camera revealed her on top of the wardrobe. So it was silent. It, it was I watching it very late at night as well, which did not help because it made it more terrifying. So it was silent in the house. And then suddenly, so I almost got distracted for a second, turned around, and then it came, the, the, the streaming started up again. It's just as she leapt and screamed and jumped at them. I literally leapt up my skin. But it, it, and laughed at myself going like, oh my God, it would have been scary anyway, but now you're giving me jump scares within jump scares unintentionally. Oh my goodness. Um, the film has a lot of great jump scares and, uh, and I think it really earns each one. It's never a fake out jump scare. It is some really, really great ones, like with the with the washing line, and suddenly the wind whips up, and the one of the sheets blows uh, over, and then it blows onto an invisible person, basically. Human figure. Human figure, yeah. absolutely yeah. terrifying. Um, so many great, great jump scares. Um, did you see it at the time, Alison? Yeah. So here's the thing. I I remember I saw The Conjuring again. I um I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it like close to when it came out in, in my home. But it had been so long ago that, honestly, The Conjuring, I think I had confused in my brain with, like, Annabelle, the second one. That's yeah. One. And, you know, yeah. there has been so many that to take it back to the original Conjuring, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. And this is really where we meet Ed and Lorraine. And what I love particularly about this is that knowing that Ed and Lorraine are real people. Well, were. They they have both passed away. They've both passed away now, uh, mate. Lorraine, I think, was Lorraine was still alive when they were making the movie because they visited the, the actors. She's 
She has a cameo in the movie. Does she? Lorraine is, yeah. So the scene where, remember at the very, kind of close to the beginning where Ed and Lorraine are speaking to that university group? Yes. And they're talking and they're like, what do you like to be called? Paranormal investigators, da da da. And she goes, well, we like to be called Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right? And oh, <laughs> monumental scene. There is an, an a older woman in the front with big white hair. And that is oh Lorraine Warren. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so, I didn't yeah. realize. That's lovely. Isn't yeah. It? That's lovely. Yeah. And they actually spent, the actors who played Ed and Lorraine, uh, they spent time with Lorraine mm. for real quite some time. Quite some time as well, by the sounds of it, yes. And uh, and she, I knew she was on the set for a lot of it, but I did realize she was literally. Well, that's that's a lovely thing to do, isn't it? That's a great little inside thing. Yeah. I think they've cast. I think um, Lorraine, uh, the actress, she she did look. She looked. Um, she's got very much similar hair to my mother. Actually, she's got that kind of big upswept, you know, very glamorous hair. Uh, in real life, uh, glamorous I think be... defines her. Yeah. Let's talk about her clothes for a minute too. Yes. Her outfits. I mean, as far as style goes, I just, every new outfit she wore, I was yeah, like, whoever chose the costumes for it were, it was spectacular. Like, yes. it, it so encompassed that 1970s feel. Yes. I remember the one scene where she had that big, huge collar. It was like yeah. a like a ruffled kind of collar. Oh my God, her outfits, mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, whoever did the costuming. And it's not, it's not screaming late 60s early 70s as well it's not like you're feeling like it's the brady bunch um it it's not like ott it's just not it's very realistically done yeah. to the point well maybe to me maybe because i just when i because i relaxed so much into it i was like i just felt like it was very you know it just felt very not modern but it felt um uh timeless slightly but perhaps to me i don't see it as costume as much um, I think the casting of the husband, Ed, is a very kind because <laughs> he did not look like he's a very good looking actor. He's, there. <laughs> he's, not, he's not quite that massively idle in real life. But uh, but hey, ho, that I mean, I, you know, if I was going to get cast in a, in a movie, I'd want him to play me, too. <laughs> you know, it's uh, he's, uh, he's he's very uh, as myself, not as Bunny Kalor, obviously. Um, but uh yeah, I love them. I thought that they actually had more to do in the movie than I realised they were going to do. I, I didn't think it was going to be led by them. Um, I was really surprised. I'm annoyed at myself for not seeing it back in the day now. But then um, I, I kind of thought I had because I think I'd seen one of the sequels. I've seen Annabelle and I thought I'd seen The Conjuring. And I think because the trailer gives so much away, I, I really thought I'd seen it. And then I went, no, I really haven't. I haven't seen... I don't remember any of this, or if I have, I've just, uh, I thought, well, I can't have forgotten it because I wouldn't forget this film. It's really good. Super, super impressed by it. Really classily done. Um, it, it just beautifully shot, um, ranks up the tension so much from the word go, really, with the, the with the little backstory with Annabelle at the beginning. Uh, and, and I like the fact it's not, what's really scary is it's not all about the house. Because at one point it attacks the Warren's daughter, doesn't it, in their home, which I thought was really interesting. Because that normally you kind of think, oh, if I leave the house, it won't follow. Um, and with this, it's like, oh, no, it follows. It's oh, a, yeah, it follows. 
it's made me quite jumpy. There's been a few things, I swear, in the last since last night, odd things have fallen over. It's probably just where I've just thrown them. Because um, it might look very pretty on camera here, but the rest of my house is completely carnage and full-on grey gardens here. Um, uh, it, Miss Havisham, great expectation in the wedding cake and the wedding dresses over there. Um, things have fallen over a bit in the last 24 hours, and it keeps making me jump because I'm, I'm suddenly went, oh, it's isn't that weird? I don't get spooked normally at all. Wind, wind or ghost? Wind or wind ghost? ghost? That's the game you're playing right now. Wind or ghost? And I love the fact they explain um, the, the the actual Warrens with the, the characters of the Warrens are saying they get when some investigations think, oh, it could be the pipes, it could be this, it's you know, da da da. Uh, yeah, so it's debunking, debunking themselves, yeah. And go, no, this is not a ghost. Uh, so they legitimately wanted to, like, get rid of all factors. Yes. So then when they really focused on... Because, look, the Warrens did, I mean, thousands of, of paranormal investigations. In fact, you brought them. Did you know Amneville? Amneville? Yes. One of the investigations I, they did. They did, yes. Everybody That's how... Yeah. That, I think... Cause I, are they in the film? I can't remember if they're in the in that movie. I can't remember. Um, I think if they are... It's been so long since I've seen both versions of that. Because... Um, Oddly, it's not one I knew very well because I think we talked about this the other day when they did the remake. I really enjoyed the remake because I didn't know the original very well, so I could come to it fairly fresh. I'd obviously seen it at some point, but I didn't. There's some films where we've talked about the remakes and things, and uh, uh, there's a lot of things I'd feel a bit more um, annoyed about, like Nightmare on Elm Street or um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Or go like, oh, really? It's just never going to capture that essence. Um, and, and but with Avatarville horror, I was a bit like, yeah, it's fine. I don't I don't care that much about it to kind of worry. Yeah. Um, but if I knew the original, maybe I would do. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Omen as well. They, they have remade the Omen. You see, you start to forget after a while what they've remade. <laughs> I think they've redone the Omen, haven't they? Yes. Sure. They did yeah. Yes, the they definitely have. They um, have. Um, did you know this movie? Just to go back to the Conjuring, mm. Conjuring is. Uh, one of the most successful movies of all time. I did say it made a lot of money, didn't it? It was financially, um, financially it yeah. Was it was one so. of the most successful movies of all time. Wow, I didn't realize these movies, everyone. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize it was that successful. Uh, I did somewhere. It, it's because uh, it was like about maybe made for about six million, and then it's in the region of. Um, it was a lot of money. I remember that. It was um if I put it in my notes. Um I think I put it in well, I'm you look f- that up and I'll I will look that very quickly. Yes, go that up. Uh this movie was also uh in the making or on hold for twenty years. Yes, that was strange. Different studios that were like, yes, no, yes, no. Um, which I think is why the final product is so fucking fantastic. Yeah. Because they had so much time, and I think they probably had so much input from different studios that were like, let's do this, let's do that. That when it finally did come to be, it became this iconic Good building. Thing, yeah. I think changed a little bit of, of what we were looking for in horror. Like, I really think this set a new bar. Oh, totally. I think, I, yeah, I can see, I think because um, the director had made Insidious two years before, two or three years beforehand, I think perhaps the world was ready for that. It, it, the window is open type of thing for it to suddenly yeah. and I think it, it, it'd be knocking I, I could believe it'd be knocking around for that length of time because you would think it would have been made a lot I could see this being made a good 10 years it feels quite timeless doesn't it I mean it's 10 years old now yeah. I could see it being made in the 80s or the 90s but it's um, 
especially the early 80s it feels very early 80s doesn't it um but uh, oh as, as in style of movie making not not because of the period it's set in but um it is definitely uh a game changer uh oh it was made for 20 million and it uh, made apparently 319 million and I, that's just that's just like the figures that it has on Wikipedia because it's. I guess that's in box office that we're not counting everything there. So that's a massive amount, isn't it? And wonder they made so many sequels. <laughs> and could you imagine the studios that turned it down that were like, "Oh, we're gonna have no, we're gonna pass, we're gonna pass," and then it's like, oh, this is like, can you imagine being one of the executives who were like, God. Damn it, I should have just gone with her. I knew it went. Like, but yeah, 20 years, they waited, they waited. And it was originally called The Warren Files. Yes, that's an interesting... I mean, it is true. That's I get a, it. Yeah, I get it. it. I, I think The Conjuring... Because The Conjuring is a... Um, oh, I, it's Actually, when I think about it, it's a slightly misleading title, isn't it? Because The Conjuring makes you think about witchcraft. And I know she's... A, conjure up something yeah. like... To create it, to create it, yeah. Magic spell to conjure up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it it sounds. Yeah. I, again, that's slightly mis. I know it's about it, the character, the the the, um, the 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 entity is a witch, isn't it? So, um, originally, I think, um, yeah. so that's possibly why. <laughs> but it's not the most descriptive. It's not the most obvious choice. It just sounds cool, doesn't it? I guess it just sounds great. The country, um, yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, um, what is it? It said, uh, so the homeowners, so now that house, so the Warrens, side note, they actually, so they had, again, they had a real basement. Yes, they have. It's, yes, yes. Artifact. And it's actually, it was a museum for a long time. I think it yes. still might be, but it was the Warrens Museum and you could go and you could look and you could take a, you know, you walk through the museum, although you were told not to touch anything, if you did yes. touch anything, to let them know. Uh, they would have a priest come in regularly to bless the room, to bless all the artifacts. And um, when um, Lorraine finally passed away at 92, well done, Lorraine, exigent, um, they they sold the house. And then the homeowners, the current homeowners, actually <laughs> sued the producers of the movie because they had been so harassed because people were breaking into the house. They were vandalizing the house. They were stealing things. So the owners of the house actually sued the producers. Um, I don't think it was with success, uh, but they went after it. Yeah, because there had been so much notoriety around the house. that But at the same time, I was like, you bought the Conjuring house. What did you expect? You bought a music. You bought the most haunted house in the world. Of exactly. We know. I wonder where, because I guess the museum moved, I would imagine. Did they take yeah. where, where all that stuff went? I, I must because I've seen a documentary. I, I have seen a documentary about the Warrens, um, albeit like a YouTube documentary. But it was I, I, I don't know if, it, I don't know if it was broadcast and then put on YouTube. I have a feeling it was that way around, which I found fascinating, and it kind of made me go. I really saw must... clips of it. Yeah, I saw little clips of it, and I was like, I want to watch the documentary. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably where I I first. Uh, so this is probably I saw that about five years ago. So I. It was before I watched Annabelle, and it was when I learned. And I think I'd watched a few um, documentaries about the, a, a separate documentary about the doll as well, um, which just is so freaky. So I'm glad that she became a um, a big player in this, uh, albeit a very different design of doll. Um, yeah, it's strange that you would thought. I remember watching that 
documentary going like, why wasn't there a movie of this way, way, way before? You would think it would have been a film a long time ago, yeah. especially especially the Annabelle story. I'm not going crazy. They never have. have they? I suppose it's inspired stuff, but you've never, you never had a proper, proper one until now. Because no. um, obviously you've got things like Chucky and things like that and Child's Play. Um, but that was... I mean, that was probably inspired by this legend. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really freaky. And I think it's, you know, it's per perfect timing and perfect. The direction is wonderful on The Conjuring. Um, I don't know out of the sequels what the director does. I don't know if it's different people that took it on afterwards. Because I was thinking, what I'll do is probably I'll, I'll watch it in a series now. I'll go through it and watch it all properly. I was thinking that. I was like, now I'll watch them all the way through. Mm. Now that I've seen the first one, I'll go through it. Same. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it is. It is. Uh, why did the Warren Occult Museum close down? So apparently it is closed now, everyone. Closed to the public since uh, 2019. So my guess is they probably just shut her down, which makes me worry, though. Where are all those artifacts? What did yeah, they do with them? Did they... Because yeah. in the film, I don't know if it, it, this was a real thing, but the the uh, music box of the mirror popped. With, <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, when the music stops, he'll be appear behind you. As utterly terrifying. Terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Absolutely yeah, terrifying. I was like, oh god, especially with my pausing streaming system as well. It was like, oh, oh, um, I can't believe it paused right at that moment. That is terrifying. It did it quite a few times throughout the movie, but that was the worst one when she was on top of the wardrobe. Ugh. So so terrifying. <laughs> In fact, this movie was so scary that, and and it had so much like you know occult and and because I think because the Warrens were attached to it and there was so much real life, you know, mm. that um, in the Philippines, uh, when this film was shown, priests were actually brought in to bless the audiences. <laughs> that would make it worse. That would make yeah, it so much they worse. Were brought in. Uh, they, yeah, so they brought him in. Catholic priests were actually brought in to bless the audiences in the Philippines. Wow. It worked out because nobody ever reported an act of possession. <laughs> Good job. Good job, everyone. Um, but yeah, that's how, that's how terrifying this yeah. was because there are so many real-life stories based off of it. Um, yeah, people were just like, Oof. And you're right. Why did it take so long? If the wars were yeah. so many of these stories that we know all already, why? Why, why did it? Yeah. Because it does remind me of so many of those films. It reminds me of Amityville Horror. It reminds me, obviously, because it's similar, the same uh, universe, isn't it? Um, it reminds me of The Omen. It reminds me of quite a few movies in the late 70s. So it's got that, I know it's set in 1970, but it, it just in the, which makes you think, why was this not made in like 1978? This is so strange. Um, uh, I guess maybe because they were still alive, perhaps. Maybe because it, it took until her husband. I wonder if it happened, maybe the rights to it came available after the husband died, perhaps. Maybe that's why. Maybe before they were a bit like... Cause it, and maybe at that point she was like, let my legacy live, let's tell mm, the story. Like, maybe that was the time. Because yeah. they, they struck me as people who are trying to like... They're trying to contain evil spirits. So my guess is they're not trying to tell everyone. They're just trying to deal with things. Yes, do, yes, exactly. Maybe when he passed, they were like, this will be our, our legacy, yeah, our exactly. message to the world. I, I have a feeling it was something like that, because I seem to remember something like that in the documentary where she had to sign off on it and uh, have control, I think. I, I have this vague memory that it was to do with 
it makes sense now. Now I've seen it and I've realised how much they're featured. It makes so much more sense because I really thought it was just a story and they come in at the, te- the top of the at the end and the, 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 the beginning of it, perhaps. I didn't realise they literally were like the main focus. So I guess it was probably because if it's, it's living people, it's a bit different, isn't it? You have to have their permission and stuff, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I say that unless... I mean, but, you know, I'm pretty sure they don't ask the royal family if they can make the crown. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure the rules. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't see anyone so. failing being like, please, please air our dirty laundry. <laughs> um, this uh, this film also, uh, when it was originally written, uh, it was written from the Perrin family view. So that is the family whose house was possessed in this right. movie. Uh, and the warrants come in. So originally it was written all from their perspective. And actually, I really love the way this movie was done because mm. it is almost like two movies that then come together to make Yes, one. it does, yeah. A lot, a lot earlier in the film than I expected as well. I kind of thought you'd it, the warrants would only get involved kind of at the, at the climax or towards the end. Yeah, I wasn't expecting about them simultaneously. Yeah. So it's like we're seeing what's going on with the warrants and their paranormal investigation. Then we cut to a family who has moved into a house. But I, I didn't know if it was going to be like, oh, this is something they've gone through. This is, But it was same time, same timeline. So I kind of like yeah. that they did that, that it was a movie about the Warrens, movie about the parents, and then the Warren and parents come together. I, I loved that because it yeah. literally was two different movies, and then it comes together to create this this one masterpiece. And I, It really I is. And a big shout out to the cast as well. Obviously, we've talked about Ed and Lorraine a lot, but the Harons as well, like... um. The the mother I think is incredible, absolutely incredible. The kids are fantastic because they do it. They look genuinely terrified for most of this film. They they do yeah. that whole putting the oh my goodness some of those scenes where it's just the simple stuff, isn't it? Where like the um the leg pulling or well the one girl's sleeping goes stop doing that Sophie whatever the, the sister's called, and the the girls to the sleep that was, and then she then she we don't see it but she sees somebody behind the door, and she starts screaming and it's like. We can't see it, and it's utterly terrifying. Um, that's pretty. And the the one say, weird thing about the father, he's in Sex and the City, and he plays Burger, the the boyfriend bef- after Big and before um, uh, Pescro- Ah, the Russian, the Russian before after, bef- yeah. after Big and before the Russian, and um, and I was quite grateful for that because it, it it was the only actor I knew, and I was because sometimes that can be quite distracting. But it was actually quite nice things to get me go. No, this is a film. It is a film. It is a film. It is a film. Yeah, it's, it's not real. This is not, it's not real. It's not real. Not real. Yeah, um, I know it's based on real events, but it was. Um, but it is oh, real. I'm but it's it's, yeah, it's, it's um, so it, it took me out of it enough just to make me go. Oh yeah, sure, okay. Uh, but it's also very nice for him. I was like, well done. Fantastic. Yeah, I you know I think he's great in Sex and City. I don't know any of his other work because I've probably just not seen it. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, well done you. Uh, I thought it was a great cast. The mother particularly, though, is amazing. I think she's fantastic. So good. So good. She's phenomenal. Isn't she also in House on Haunted Hill that we talked about last week? I believe she's one of the actors in... Maybe. I, I do know her from a few other things that I couldn't quite play. I, it didn't... Weirdly watching it, I was like, right, I'm not going to stop and figure who else... Uh, who she is and what else have I seen her in because I was like I don't want to be taken out of it at that point but I will look that up because yeah she is in oh gosh she is in a few things but uh, and I think possibly when she's younger as well so I feel like I would have oh, oh. 
I want to say she's in a slasher movie as well. Um, what not else? Halloween. Figure out her but... name. What is her actual? So we're gonna go. Mum in in. What is it? <laughs> Th- this is live, everyone. Uh, we this should act live this research ahead of time, but this is happening. <laughs> Mum in a con. Because I know, I'm sure she's been in several other. Yes, I think she has. Well, while you're looking at Alison, but I'll. What I was just talking about, uh, maybe it's so funny that I remember doing one horror convention where someone was dressed up as a terrifying nun. And I went, oh, that's such an amazing costume. And I really thought it was something they created themselves. Little did I realize it's one of the Conjuring movies. <laughs> it's the, it's, she was dressed as the nun. And that sort of made it worse when I saw the, uh, when I looked at it, looked up as a film, I went, Jesus, it's absolutely terrifying. Um, so terrifying. I thought she just made it up herself, but so um, so I need to see that. I think I will do. I think I will go back to the uh, to the. Well, I've gone back to the beginning now. I, I've done Annabelle already, which I think is the second one. Um, you know, there's a Conjuring two. There's Annabelle two, isn't there as well? Um, yes. And then there's the. I think the Nun is part of the that universe, isn't it? I don't. I can't remember how many films there are in this. There's probably about. It's probably about five or six, isn't there? But interesting. I like the fact they're just not like sequel, sequel, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's it's, yeah. it's all very different. Um, different types just, of films that, that they sequel off, but it's all the same universe. In fact, is this the first time I think that I know of in horror movies where like it's the same universe? Like when we think of like um, superheroes and that sort of thing, it's like, but this is like the first time a horror movie creates. Yeah, it's very, yeah. People have tried, and it doesn't... The only other comparable, I guess, because they've tried to relaunch it lately, and it kind of shuddered to a halt, is the Universal Frankenstein Dracula, the Wolfman um, movies, which were kind of... Weren't in made originally to be in the same universe, but only in the sequels later on, they all come together uh, in the 1940s. But uh, that is the only one I can think of where it's very different characters. Um which is what Marvel do now, of course, but um, it and and the X Men before them. But it was, it's funny, isn't it? It's something. It's it, it's quite a modern way of doing things. But it's uh, which is when we were talking about Thirteen Ghosts last week. You would have thought that's what would they would have done with the Thirteen Ghosts, <laughs> but they never. Yeah, did. exactly, exactly. Um, I can't find that information right now, but I am almost willing to bet for sure yeah. she is in. House on Haunted Hill, because her voice is very distinctive. Yes. The mother of the parent family. Um, I will look into that. We'll find the yes. details of all of that. She's um, brilliant. But... She makes it very real. Very, very real. So real. She's such a good actress. Um... So, Alison, yeah. the big yeah, yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. The big question of the week. Where in the horror motel would you put The Conjuring? Well, I don't think there's any other place to put it than in our unfinished basement yet again. It needs to go downstairs in the basement. We'll put all the artifacts on the shelves. We'll padlock the basement door. Uh, I just can't think of another place that I would feel safe. I know. Those those scenes in that basement are utterly terrifying, aren't they? Anything which goes, oh, goodness, where she's trying to strike the matches in the basement. Just, that just came back to me then. <laughs> oh. I think there's another point. There's another point. My 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 streaming service stopped at that point, and I was like, "Ah, no!" <laughs> when it comes back on, it's going to be absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that made yeah. me jump out my skin. Uh, and to scare me, uh, movie wise, uh, is quite hard. So um, I I take my half. Yeah, the basement is a perfect place to keep the country. We're going to 
padlock that door. We're going to nail it shut. Yeah, we're going to get a priest, a Catholic priest on, on, uh, on, exactly. on, what do you call it when you hire them permanently on, um, um, uh, when you hire a lawyer, when they're on, oh God, I'm not good with words. That doesn't. No, no, right. Stay. Uh, yes. On the payroll. Anyway, we're going to put them on the payroll. Yeah. yeah. Be... We got, we got yeah. them ready to go to bless the room. The basement. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I just believe the basement is the best place for all things that are the conjuring. I'm throwing it down there, locking it. Totally. Perfect place. Well, that was glorious. I'm glad. I'm so glad I finally saw it, and now I'm going to do the rest of the movie. So, and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Maybe we, we will do. Um, certainly, we'll do a few of the choice ones. I think perhaps um, we've uh, and it's so. With I can't believe I've seen Megan before I saw The Conjuring. <laughs> but I love Megan. Yeah, bizarre. That's <laughs> but I have to say, I'm going to stand behind this statement. I think The Conjuring. Look, I like a lot of movies out there, but mm. if you haven't seen it. This is a must-see. It really, really is. Such, it's one of the best horror films, modern horror films particularly, I've ever seen. I've ever seen. Of the 21st century, I think that is literally... I now understand why it was so... I think maybe the marketing at the time, perhaps it didn't do any justice, perhaps. And But I don't know why that put me off particularly. And I did for quite a long time think I had seen it. I, it's only me going, no, I really haven't. I really should watch it. I'm so glad. Don't watch the trailer because there's a lot of spoilers. I cannot yep. say this enough. If you like horror, watch The Conjuring. 100. Until next time on The Horror Motel, it's goodbye from me, Bunny Galore, the Queen of the Cult Movies, and... Alison June Smith. Oh, but also before you go, remember, you can also join up and see us, if you would like, uh, by uh, subscribing to our Patreon, Bunny, which is... Yes, if you, yes, it'd be, it's at horror, uh, Patreon and then slash Horror Motel. So please feel free to look at us. You can see us all in all our glory and watch our faces as we were terrified uh, discussing the contrast. <laughs>